Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, hey, it's me, Joey. Uh, just coming in here before the episode starts to let you know, Sean and I actually recorded this episode yesterday before the draymond green footage came out so um our opinions might have changed a little bit now that we've seen it but we'll talk to you about that next week uh just wanted to give you the heads up there that we're not psychopaths um we love you very much and i think this episode's pretty good enjoy the southeast division preview thanks for listening bye It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Victor Gruenbanyama, Blue Cheater, Joey Devani, Sidney Kosoko, Mojave King, John Keane, Sharif O'Neal, Steve Ho-You-Fest, Patreons, Peter Linham, thank you Peter, Sasha, thank you Sasha, Jeff Griffith-Parham, gracias JGP, guest the Wiggles, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And that's right, we are back 
with a double episode, a second episode this week, because last week's episode took me four days to put up for some reason. Uh, I'm here as, oh, go ahead. Uh, the takes were too hot. The takes were too hot, and the trades were too old by the time it went up. Um, Sean Keen, that's the voice you're hearing there. He's my uh, co-host, my best friend, uh, my rock, um, and my hard place. So that's a weird thing. Uh, oh, okay. Weird dichotomy there. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Sean, how's life as America's Uncle Dad? Oh, it's great. Um, I'm still teaching swim lessons into the month of October. And uh, last night, I cleaned out the gutters at my parents' house while my nephew um, pretended it was raining leaves and had an umbrella on his head whenever I would throw leaves off the roof. Well, that's That funny. felt extreme uncle behavior. Um, I... Uh, fought a coworker yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, Physically, don't worry about it. Oh yeah. Uh, we were standing chest to chest. Oh. And then I struck him, and then we had to be separated swiftly mm-hmm. uh, in a very poetic. <laughs> is is your boss considering disciplinary action? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Um, Joey. Joey, can I can I be real here? Mm-hmm. Chris Always. Haynes actually texted me about this, and he said that uh, your coworker was kind of asking for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, a pretty unbiased guy. So, how did you feel about Shams? Well, to get into the actual news there, but I do want to ask right off the top: How did you feel about Shams's poetry there by saying "separated swiftly"? Uh, As- he also he also referred to Draymond punching Jordan Poole as. Uh, an escalation of the situation, mm-hmm. which is like the officer involved shooting of NBA journalists. <laughs> like you could say he punched him. <laughs> Everyone knew he punched him. I mean, okay, there was a ten percent chance Draymond had kicked him in the nuts, but <laughs> but no. When people are chest to chest and they're already shoving each other, and one person escalates the situation, I mean, like, the, what, well, it sh- could have been biting. I guess he could have headbutted him yeah. too, uh, but but for some reason Shams, it's like he's terrified of every sentence he writes. It could have been like Roadhouse, and he could have uh, seen a knife in his boot. That also right. would have escalated the situation. Well, you know, a lot of people do see Draymond Green, and they say, "I thought you'd be bigger." So uh, yeah. Um, before we get into that news story, uh, we do. Have a correction to make. So you know what that means. Time to play the drop. Look, I know that Sean and Joey seem like they're incapable of making mistakes. But it's not true. Even gods make mistakes, which Sean and Joey definitely are. They made me say that. So here is a correction. That's right. We're doing corrections now. Everyone does whoopsie sometimes. Well, not me, because I'm a robot. Here's a correction. All right, Sean. What is our 
Uh, correction. Uh, Joey, we previewed the Atlantic Division and we forgot to talk about Doc Rivers liking porn tweets. Mm-hmm. We sure did. Now, look, according to Doc Rivers and the Sixers, uh, his account was compromised. So, oh, yeah, yeah. it kind of just sounds like he was hacked to yeah, me. Yeah, he um, was hacked. Just like that time cont- Ray Allen was hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, all the content has since been unliked, and Rivers has full access to his account again. Now, Joey, um, the hacker, mm-hmm. we're not going to say this was Doc Rivers, the hacker uh, liked a lot of, quote, shemale content mm-hmm. and also uh, fat ass white girls throwing it back mm-hmm. and i was looking back through the like tweets and uh most embarrassing of all he liked a tweet from the daily show Jordan <laughs> klepper bit Ooh, that's well that's rough. jordan klepper probably the new host of the daily show right it's his time yeah, it's Trevor, no one leaving. His time it's time to get a white man behind that desk again joey um you know <laughs> you know who um also likes uh Who's Doc Rivers adjacent and also likes when they throw it back? Say hi, accent. Hi, guys. She's from Istanbul. Um, that's Paul Pierce. Um, anyway, (laughs) sorry, cleaning up the old soundboard. Realized I had that one on there. Needed to throw it out there. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I'm sorry, listeners, about our glaring mistake of not talking about Doc Rivers liking porn. Uh-huh. Um, Sean, you know who else likes porn? Who's that? Uh, Kurt, Kurt Rambis, remember? Oh, you're right, you're he right, got Rambis. Hacked. He got hacked for liking He got hacked tweets. for liking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's true. That's also, true. Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It Ted feels Cruz like really these, likes porn. these hackers really like golf courses because these <laughs> feel like three men who really spend a lot of time on the golf course. You know, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically what I'm saying is, uh, gentlemen, wear your RFID uh, wallets so this stops happening at the golf course. Yeah, come on already. <laughs> it's two-factor authentication. Is it really that hard? He know. Look, Ray Allen played for Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't. I don't understand this. He knows how dangerous it can be when someone hacks your phone <laughs> and and tweets uh, a sext. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the dirtiest sext you'll ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and- Go go ahead. Anyway, we're really sorry. That was yeah, we're very sorry. We're really very very sorry. Um... <laughs> Up yours, woke moralists. Uh, anyway. ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Damn, forgot I had that one. All right, um, Sean, <laughs> let's go to the news. Okay. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Uh, what's our first story you want to talk about? Uh, you know what? Let's talk about that fight. Let's just yeah. get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, it came out that uh, Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole at Warriors practice. Sure did. Um, they were they were arguing. They they got chest to chest. There was some pushing and shoving, and then uh, you know then Draymond committed an escalation of the situation of the altercation, an escalation of the altercation. Shams, mm-hmm. man. Um, very, <laughs> they had to very, be separated swiftly. Yes, very, very quickly. Chris Haynes uh, posted that uh, Draymond apologized, but also uh, that the Warriors didn't like how Jordan Poole was behaving with his uh, pending uh, contract extension coming up. It yeah, sounds and, like. Um, where did he hear that from? I did good. Could have been anywhere. Um, uh, was it Rich def- Paul? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Rich Paul? <laughs> I mean, who knows where that information <laughs> could have come from uh, minutes after this uh, delivering Draymond's side of the story. Uh, could have been anyone. Could have been mm-hmm. anyone. I was actually taken to task by someone for my uh, my reckless uh, victim blaming about this. Uh, do you do you want to do you want to talk about that? No, I mean, it was just weird that someone accused me of victim blaming in a post that mostly made fun of Draymond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I also saw a uh, tweet that made me so mad. Look, uh-huh. Sean, I'm trying to not dunk on random people on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I saw a guy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> he was uh, he was replying to a Monty Pools tweet about uh, this incident. Uh huh. And his name was Brian Techie. Um, okay. Well, so, we are we are, we are or, okay. Or I already want to dunk on him because he has okay, the name yeah. Techie in his name, and he lives in the Bay Area. And here's what the tweet he said: um, "That sounds like assault to me, but being in a very liberal city, he would not be prosecuted." Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That you're you're right. That's what that's what the liberals want. Oh my god! Oh, this guy sucks. Um, Sean, question for you: Is this uh more bad vibe summer coming into the NBA, and when will it stop? When will bad vibe summer stop? I. I don't know. I'm not really sure it will ever stop. Because all we're getting is bad vibes here always from any team that was even remotely thought to be good last year, right? Yeah, uh, I would say um, that you don't... I'm not trying to jinx this team or anything, Mm -hmm. but kind of seems like the Bucks are fine. Yeah, sure does. I mean, we'll see. We'll see, but... It could just be that Giannis's incredibly good vibes are just mm-hmm. sort of unstoppable. Yeah. Um, but well, other than that, it's all bad vibes. Yeah. I um, mean, the Clippers are pretending to have good vibes, but I feel like they're internally a flawed vibes team. Right. Like, like yes. you can't have your best player essentially have no vibes. Like right. Kawhi does, right? <laughs> like, like he doesn't have any vibes. Well, and Paul George, they're not bad vibes. They're just not good vibes. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're sad vibes. 
you know what's what's kind of weird i when i was learning um uh i was trying to aggregate brian winhorse i mean i did aggregate brian winhorse oh, this man. week i'm you gonna can't do it. say that on here it'll come get you <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna do you're it you're not allowed to too. admit to that i'm doing it later today i'm sorry <laughs> uh but um winhorse was just talking about how um very very casually that the Cavs could have traded um, Kyrie Irving for Paul George. And I feel like that would have been a bigger deal if it was someone besides Paul George. Right. You know what I mean? Like the same talent, but just a different man. God, could you imagine Kyrie in Indiana? Jesus. (laughs) That would have blown up immediately. (laughs) Him talking to Herb Simon about turning his malls into like an eco commune. Uh-huh. Um, what if what if he went the other way? Like he went to Indiana and he was like, "Oh, I I can't believe it. I've been I was missing." Like he starts eating at Waffle House and he's like, "I'm not going to be a vegan anymore." Actually, guys, well, it wouldn't be Waffle House, right? It would be those uh, those big crazy pork tenderloin sandwiches they have. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean. That's right. I mean, they do have a lot of Waffle House. Well, sure. Too, I just yeah, mean yeah. the Indiana food is that you're you're is that correct. pork tenderloin sandwich that <laughs> is just a dry fried pork tenderloin <laughs> that is t- three times bigger than the bun. It's a weird. What do they call that? Is there any? Um, let me see. I mean, we were supposed to be doing a short episode today. You but, know what? Uh, you know what? We we just they call Indiana it the Hoosier... tenderloin is yeah, what yeah, I yeah. see. Okay, yeah. great, great, great. <laughs> yeah, but the the I don't know why the bun is so small. Oh, and there is mustard on it. It appears so it's not as dry as it looks sometimes. But let's mm-hmm. be honest, it's pretty dry. We'll have to ask our Indiana friends about that. Um, Sean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what else looked dry? Uh, Victor Wembanyama's feet. <laughs> oh, um, I <laughs> go ahead. I really, I was so impressed with his performance, and then I saw his feet, and I was like, I feel like this guy's gonna be out of the league in four years. It's so unfair! It's so unfair. Uh, he played incredible in that uh, G League Ignite game uh, for his team, Metropolitans '92. Mm-hmm. Um, great name by the way great yeah. team name <laughs> yeah uh what's that what's that cocktail the french 75 that french 75 yeah uh i was with someone who ordered one of those uh last week in saratoga california and uh i guess it's supposed to have simple sugar in it mm-hmm. and the bartender took one of those like diner style um, sugar packets sugar, yep. sugar can no 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 like the the canister Oh, okay. And just, just right. and just poured it into the cocktail. It was That's hilarious. It's very funny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, G League United played Metropolitan's ninety-two. Uh, Victor Wembanyama had thirty-seven points. Uh, he shot seven of eleven from three. He blocked five shots. Uh, he he beat. Uh, you know, Scoot Henderson was pretty good, 28 points, nine assists, but uh, Victor Wembanyama showed why he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then most importantly, uh, mm-hmm. his feet then looked like Abe Sapiens from yeah. Hellboy. <laughs> oh, well, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, traditionally, it's not like 
big men tend to have trouble with their feet or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I they look very dexterous to me. I don't think he's going to have feet problem at all because they're <laughs> fins. Because he's going to be able to. I think they can bend from the middle um, like Abe Sapiens. <laughs> In fact, think... I'm going to name this right now. Victor Wembenyama's new nickname is Abe Sapien. Wow. He's just, uh, wow. I mean, he's got the whole thing, right? Uh-huh. I mean, he, he needs to start wearing those goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird? <laughs> Hold on. I know I said we're going to make this a quick episode, but uh-huh. it's very weird, right? That um, Guillermo del Toro essentially just took a character from Hellboy and then made a drama about that character and then almost won Best Picture. Did it win? Almost won Best Picture for it, right? Which movie? The Shape of Water. That's just Abe oh, Sapien. That won Best, pi- that won best Picture. That, yeah, it did win Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He just stole, he just took Mike Magnola's character, Abe Sapien, uh, <laughs> and put him in a weird drama that was like half fish, half musical. <laughs> does, um, I don't know if Abe Sapien's, does he, does he bone down? Like like the shape of water does. I mean, look at him, dude. He's played yeah, by Doug right. Jones. Of course you're he right. does. You know what? You're played by right. Doug Jones, voiced by uh Niles Crane. Of course he does. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> David Hyde Pierce is his name. All right. Uh Scoot no, was Niles, tight. Niles Crane is his name. Come yeah. on, that's fine. <laughs> uh Scoot was he tight. He wouldn't even fight you on that. I feel like not enough people are talking about how Scoot was tight. Uh, but yes, Victor was amazing. Also had that incredible quote about how much he loved Scoot and how he would be the first pick in the draft if I was never born. That is what Victor Wembanyama said that was about hilarious. Scoot Henderson. Now, uh, does you know what's weird is to me, Scoot sort of feels like a little bit of a throwback. Yeah, he's Baron Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I mean. He's like he's like a nineties. Like guard. people say he's Derrick Rose, but no, he is Baron Davis. Yeah, with Baron ACOs. Davis. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's so tight. <laughs> yeah, love him. Um, also, in one of the weirder stories in NBA history, uh, LeBron. Sean, did you see what he did yesterday? Uh, he demanded an NBA team yeah. that hasn't been announced yet. He uh-huh. demanded to own. Uh, an NBA team that is still theoretical at this point. Well, and you know what's even weirder about it is uh, that theoretical team um, would be in the media market of the team he currently plays for. <laughs> so it's a little uh-huh. bit like if Steph Curry came out and demanded the to own the San Jose uh-huh. NBA team. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's Sean, uh, would so, you describe that as a demand or begging what LeBron was doing? Because it felt it, more like begging. It to was me. more it was more like a beg. It was like <laughs> so it's almost like he so there was that rumor that um a couple days ago when the Clippers played uh an exhibition game against the Blazers in Seattle, in Seattle's new arena, home of the Kraken. Um and Bowie the Sea Troll. Bowie the Sea Troll. Yeah. Um do you think he would get along with the the monster from the shape of water? No. Abe Sapien. <laughs> um that's a good point. Um 
what do you think Michael Shannon's character in The Shape of Water would think of Bowie? Not, not, not a yeah, fan. Not, not a fan. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there was a rumor that the NBA was going to announce expansion to Las Vegas and Seattle. It seems like there's a lot it's of a momentum. done deal. <laughs> right. I mean, like, like I, I just don't even know what other cities Sean, it would be. You and point. I are not insiders, and we heard yeah. about this at Summer League. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I, I can't, I, I, I don't know. Like, like, is any other city even a possibility? I just can't. Well, I, they always claim Vancouver, that the NBA right. wants to go back to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But, but um, no. They're not going to move there and not Seattle. Like, right. Adam Silver would be assassinated by a guy. Like, he'd be he'd be hit with one of those Eddie Vedder Vaudev candles. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be Spoon a Man Spoon would, Man would have to kill him. <laughs> um. <laughs> um Anyway, so so that was supposed to happen. So it almost felt like LeBron was planning this in conjunction with an expansion announcement that didn't happen yet. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen. But first, the NBA is going to negotiate its television deal. Right. Because they want to save uh, the, the big money. <laughs> yeah, they want to save the big money and they want the expansion fee to be bigger. Right. So they want to announce their earnings before they you know, start selling shares in the league, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so it was more like, now LeBron is very well positioned. He, um, uh, he, the first billionaire athlete. Well, he bought a big stake in Liverpool. Well, I mean, about a 2% stake in Liverpool. Uh, and then it's not clear. It's basically he bought into the Fenway Sports Group, mm-hmm. which owns uh, the Celtics and they own Liverpool and they own a NASCAR. And is team. owned by Billy Bean now somehow. Anyway, yeah, keep Bean, going. I, yeah, it's like it's the John Henry Group, but they're like they're created. I mean, they're a big part of their owning ownership is just like uh, big funds. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like beyond individuals. Um, so LeBron either bought in more or like traded in his Liverpool equity for uh, a share in the larger company. Mm-hmm. So he, he effectively has like a sports ownership group behind him. Like he's still, he's very rich, but you know, but, but I'm sure that uh, the NBA and the Fenway group would like LeBron to like front a franchise. However, sure. it's just weird that he, demanded it publicly when you would just think like isn't the whole idea that you lock it up behind the scenes yeah anyway like i don't i don't know what how that means to me is they had told him no already yeah right right <laughs> right because because it, it's clearly not a lock if if that's the case um, what if also what if they were like no the seattle team or nothing lebron he wouldn't take it it's not yeah glamorous enough mm-hmm. yeah. he wants to go be king of vegas right he wants to that's the only reason he wants to own that team i mean i'm sure he'd like to own a team because it's very lucrative right but also he wants to stay in a penthouse and pretend to be a fucking high roller because uh-huh. he is a loser <laughs> lebron james is the loseringest dad in the world i bet lebron james likes uh to th- he he like he thinks about like uh, this seems older than his generation right because it's very like p diddy 
But uh-huh. I guarantee he's like, ooh, uh, the Rat Pack. I could be like the Rat Pack if I owned the team in Vegas. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. LeBron is fucking old. He's somehow older than me in brain. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in uh-huh. brain, that is not how that statement should work. Anyway, um, Sean... The DeAndre Ayton hostage situation continues this week. Uh, I guess I have to make a drop for this because it's going to happen every week. Yeah, I mean, Um, I mean, we have till the mid-January, but yes. Um, uh, But he had the Bally Sports Network had him cut what is essentially a pro wrestling promo. And uh-huh. have you ever heard of a really depressed person doing a pro wrestling promo? Oh boy, okay. Um, this is what it sounded like. We are back for revenge. This is not a play-play thing. This is a PSA announcement to all the people in the Valley. Dominating now. <laughs> By the way, he's walking out of the video Mm-hmm. Even before he says dominating out. That's yeah. what he said at the end. Dominating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be there. Um <laughs> that's <laughs> Um, I don't really have anything to say other than that's our update. Do you want to move on to our Southeast preview? Yeah, let's do it, actually. All right. Well, I guess, should we talk about Dray? We didn't really talk about Draymond that much, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about the reporting. Okay, so, um, yeah, let's talk about this a little bit. So, um, this is classic Draymond. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think he's actually punched a teammate before this. No, he has not. He think. he he definitely yells at teammates a yeah. lot, and um, uh, now now I had to I had to go pretty deep on this. Um, Jordan Poole did not attend uh, Draymond Green's wedding this summer. Mm-hmm. However, he also was on a European vacation, so maybe he just didn't come back for the wedding because he was in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing he wasn't invited. I mean, it could be either way. He, uh, I mean, I think Draymond's wedding was a little bit of a surprise event, a little bit. But anyway, um, he went to Michigan. Draymond is weird, you know. It's very college, you know. <laughs> oh, that I mean? he, yeah, that he's like resentful about him for going to the rival Big Ten school. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, that's where they got off on the wrong foot immediately. I feel like. <laughs> well, I wonder. I wonder if he's like mad at andre because andre uh podcasts with a guy from ohio state he's like never get evan turner out of here evan turner's pretty popular though you know what i mean i'm (laughs) just saying i'm just saying i could see draymond still being mad at somebody for ohio state i mean Um, i could see draymond being mad at somebody for a myriad of reasons yeah Um, yeah um so but this does feel like um Look, it's, it's terrible. You shouldn't punch people. But the fact that Poole like wasn't hurt at all and is just going to sign an extension with the team is like kind of fun. It's kind of fun, Joey. It's about money, though. That's what this is about, right? Would that 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 Poole is going to be making more money now? It's that. Uh, the Golden State Warriors have uh, decided to, in Draymond's mind, 
uh-huh. that Poole is more important than Draymond because Draymond wants an extension and they're not talking to him, but they're going yeah. to sign Jordan Poole to a $32 million contract at some point this week, probably today. Yeah, though um, they will probably sign him before the season begins. I think, I think all indicators are, you know, there wasn't like, this is the kind of deal that gets done um, when there's like pressure on it to happen. Yeah. You know, um, well, I think it might be Draymond's fear of abandonment, Joey, because anytime one of his teammates is uh, approaching free agency, their relationship seems to really fracture. Uh, he had that dust up with Kevin Durant. Uh, he and Harrison Barnes were feuding. I mean, they maybe never liked each other that much, no, uh, they but, <laughs> but, uh, well, no, I, I bet think Harrison, I, I bet Harrison tried to like Draymond, but, uh, well, Draymond, Draymond was maniacally reciting the names of everyone picked ahead of him in the draft, uh-huh, yeah. like a game of Thrones character. And all one the of time, those so. people included Harrison. Barnes. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why he, that's why he told Mark Jackson to, to make Festus's Ely cry that one time too. Oh, Draymond didn't do that. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but yeah, maybe he has a fear of abandonment. He doesn't want people to leave, and he's too proud to tell them, so he needs to lash out. See, I... <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going to couch this immediately with uh, don't don't punch people. Uh, don't punch your coworkers. Don't call your coworkers a bitch in the middle of a Clippers game. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> uh-huh. I have a tendency to think that um Draymond Green a lot of the time uh is reading the situation correctly but going about the re- reacting to it in the wrong way uh like the Durant situation in particular I think was actually a problem and the way he opted to solve that problem was bad and I have a feeling um, based on not that much, but, yeah. uh, that maybe Poole was being a little bit of a jerk about signing a big contract. Uh, Look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Poole, um, tended to irritate people. He and has like... Canary in the coal mine for me was, uh, uh-huh. four days ago, Sean, Clay yes. Thompson beat Jordan Poole in a uh, three-point contest in Japan and jokingly was like, uh, the best part about it was I got to humble Jordan Poole. Yes, he Um, and Steph Curry defeated the team of Poole and Moody in a three-point contest. Um, And that to me is like, yes, it's a joke because Clay Thompson is joking always, but also maybe there was a little bit of truth to that joke. Uh, now that uh, the other, like uh, one of the other ones, is uh, physically fighting him, right? I just, I just like it's hard for me to really go along with. I just think that some of this is like called strategy after the fact by Draymond. Mm-hmm. You know when he's like he likes playing on the edge. It's like, yeah, he does like playing on the edge, but he also likes being a jerk. You know what I mean? So some of that is like, 
So anyway, afterwards, uh, Andre Iguodala uh, stood up for Jordan Poole, but also that might kind of be the way he and Draymond right. relate to young it's players in good general. Good cop, bad cop, always. <laughs> and while Andre, Andre is constantly, I mean, the classic Andre, you saw the clip of him in Dikembe Mutombo, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he, the classic thing was he was standing with Jonathan Kaminga, um, who told and told Dikembe Mutombo, you know, another guy from the Congo. I think they're from the same place. Uh, and Dre, and Andre said, he's good. He's really good. He's also a knucklehead, like in the same breath, basically. That's sort of his strategy. So um, I don't know. It's Do you think it's going to be a problem that Draymond doesn't have an extension? Is he going to – is that going to hurt the team this year? Uh, no, I don't think it's going to hurt the team this year. But I do think – uh, if I were Draymond, um, I'd be fucking pissed. Fuck this. Like. What, what, you would be pissed about a guy signing a rookie? No, extension? I'd be pissed at the Warriors not even talking to me about signing me to an extension. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, well, you're going to choose Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins over Draymond Green? Like. That's dunked on brain, man. Like, everybody wants to see Draymond Green and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson be warriors for the entirety of their careers. And, like, I get it. Uh, Do you think they're hesitating because uh, he does things like punching his teammates? No, I think they're hesitating because they... In Joe Lacob's light years brain, he thinks Jonathan Kaminga is just going to replace Draymond Green, like literally. Um, and that is pro that might be the case four years from now, but I don't think that's happening this year or next year. You don't you don't think you don't think a nineteen year old can replicate <laughs> Draymond Green's? I mean, he'll turn twenty in a couple weeks, but he turned uh, twenty today, Sean. Oh, he turned twenty today. Yeah, it's his birthday. Jonathan Kaminga. Um, well, I just remember there was a stat last year where Jonathan Kaminga was like the youngest guy to start a playoff game uh, in fifty years or something like that, yeah. or like as long as they've kept track. That's like, yeah, there's a reason for that. Uh, <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I know what I know what you're saying. I just I don't I don't think it is completely clear cut that they should be negotiating an extension with Draymond Green just because the last time we heard about it, Draymond was demanding a max contract. Mm -hmm. So I can understand how they haven't resolved that gulf in perceived mm -hmm. value yet. I'm sure. I, just, I don't know. It's like, I, I just think I, I understand that maybe Draymond thinks that, but this is like the standard thing that happens after a guy plays three years. Right. I just think it's if you're Draymond Green, the idea that they're signing Jordan Poole before you would ir be irksome. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it's not rational. It's, sure. it's it's a it's it's and maybe he's just trying to motivate himself. You but know you what know I mean? What, Sean? He you likes know what being on an edge. Here's there uh, there's something um that helped me a lot when I uh first became sober in AA. You know what they say? What's um, that? Facts aren't fe or feelings aren't facts. Feelings but aren't. But you facts. know what? Uh, oftentimes you don't realize that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, luck luckily Draymond Green still has uh a player option for next year and he'll he'll 
He will not be picking that up, Joey. I'm going to predict is, that right now. Here is absolutely what's going to happen, though. You okay. realize they're going to talk like Steph Curry has taken less money. Draymond Green has taken less money twice. Uh huh. Kevin Durant took less money. Yes. They're going to make some backroom deal where Clay Thompson is going to sign for $12 million to keep Draymond Green. I'm telling you right now. Oh, that they're like locking that in when he's because he's yeah, he still has two years left on this. Exactly. Deal. But so, so it'll be the one year. Of right. And then the, somehow yeah. somehow Clay Thompson's working at a commodities firm. Yeah. Or something like, you know, no, again, just give him a boat. Right. Um, all right. I'm just saying I'm just saying, look, there's no real rational explanation for how David Lee is a stockbroker now. That's all I'm saying. Like. <laughs> Do you think he had stockbroker energy at any point during his time at the Lakers uh, with the Warriors? Well, but he when did he help took his shirt out. off in that dunk contest, that was real stockbroker energy. Yeah, that's that's cool. I think stockbrokers <laughs> in Florida are maybe a different breed. I'm I know he's I know he's the pride of St. Louis, but uh-huh. both of those things kind of seem like they would lend themselves to shirtlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, there's one more thing I want to ask you. Okay, um, I want to do a a much deeper episode about this um pro- probably on the patreon in fact next week i'm gonna say right now we're gonna do this on the patreon but robin lopez tweeted that his dream is to make an all nba player version of death of a salesman mm-hmm. um sean yeah who do you think he wants to play willie loman I mean, I think he thinks it would be funny to make that Brooke. Uh, <laughs> but thinking of like the places he's played, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this to just Rolo teammates. Sure. Hmm. Is it Chris Middleton? No, I don't think it's Chris Middleton. I think like he said he's had like a little too much success. I'm I'm wondering if like is was it he Coach ever a teammate? Bud? Was he ever a teammate with, oh, my God, Coach Bud. (laughs) I was thinking, I was trying to think if he'd ever played with Andre Miller, who might, who just, I don't think Andre Miller seems unhappy. Did they play together in Portland? They might have, right? That's what I was thinking. It felt like Andre Miller was on and off that team three separate times. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, we'll save it for the Patreon, but I, I have really been thinking about who played, who would play Biff Loman. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're going to go through the entire play. Okay. So read Patreon. along before the Patreon. Yeah, so Get out your read, copy. Yeah, read of Death of Death a Salesman. Of a salesman. <laughs> um, or all watch, right, Sean. Uh, you can watch that incredibly weird Dustin Hoffman production of it, too, <laughs> where he's just not old enough to play Willie Loman. All right, Sean, let's talk about the Southeast Division. Uh, you're, uh, first off, we gotta do the announcements. I'm Joey Devine, your co-host of, uh, uh, the Round Ball Rock Southeast Division, um, previews. I'm Sean Keen. Um. This is Josh Giddy. Um, yeah, all right. We need, to, we need to say this is. I'm, I, I yeah, always yeah. forget. We always mess it up. Um, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> We're not going to get it right. Also, until... I should just grab that music to play under us when we say it so it matches. That uh, weird, like, it kind of <laughs> sounds like a didgeridoo. 
<laughs> uh, Sean, your first team in the Southeast Division is the Orlando Magic. Last year, they went 22-60, and 60, good for 15th in the East. Their expected win-loss was 21-61, and 61, so they were one win better. Uh, they were 30th in offense and 17th in defense. Josh. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. What's coming All in? Right. We, we're excited about this. The main thing that's coming in is rookie Paolo Bongaro. We also have uh, Caleb Houston. Do you say Houston? Let's is say Houston. Sure. Houston. And then uh, leaving the team, the Avon ladies leaving this team, Robin Lopez, who we just talked about, Michael Carter-Williams, Iggy Brasdikis, and Etwan Moore. Look, he did not actually play a game for the Magic, but I'm not going to miss my last chance to mention mm-hmm. him because he's not going to be in the NBA anymore. Sean, do you remember when we saw that summer league game where Iggy Brasdikis was awesome? Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin still... Knox was not that great. Yeah, but I still Iggy have was... faith. Um... <laughs> Uh, my team is always staying fresh alright Sean what's the best move and the worst move I mean it's gonna be drafting Paolo right breaking Jabari Smith's little heart I think their best move was uh, I mean it's a bad move for uh, competent basketball uh-huh. But uh, getting Robin Lopez away from living that close to Disney World, <laughs> no, I think it is, is, it is a lot safer. <laughs> it's a lot safer for Robin. Uh, it's healthier for the team. Yeah, it's, um, it's, and to it's have actually this guy just giving Epcot facts 24 hours a day. <laughs> it might even be better for Disney World. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But like. <laughs> he he would he would essentially become an imagineer i think and that <laughs> might be why he didn't play as much last year as you might have expected on this team and I, I feel like maybe he got it out of his system a little bit you know what i mean this is like robin lopez last year was the guy who got caught smoking and adam silver made him smoke an entire pack of living in orlando <laughs> Oh, well, actually, his transgression was living in Brooke Lopez's house illegally. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right, Sean. Triple threat courts. What's our question? Okay. Marco Fultz has a fractured toe. He tore his ACL in January of 2021. He's 24 years old, and he's played 131 games in five seasons. Do you believe in Marco Fultz. I kind of do. He was pretty good when he played last year. Um, Let me tell you something, Joey. I'm with you. Yeah, um, right? <laughs> like, he's not really shooting threes exactly, but um, his free throw shooting is now really good. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, eh, like, I don't know. He, he hasn't played enough. Like, I, he I gets really to the do rim. He's fun. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. He's actually younger right now than Todd Gibson was his when he started his rookie year. Uh-huh. So, and Todd Gibson's still in the league now, also, even though he's one of the oldest men. I just think you go ahead. Sorry. Also, he plays a position that the Orlando Magic have a guy at who I really do not believe in. 
Oh, oh, uh, either one of them? It's Cole Anthony. I Cole do Anthony. not believe in Cole Anthony. Well, we will, uh, we're, we have a question about him in a little bit. Uh, well, ask it. <laughs> we're well, here. I, I want to I talk about Fultz for a second, okay, too. Sure, just, sure. But just, um, like, he's still, it's just, I, I, I don't like writing off uh, these young guys too quickly. And... It kind of sucks. I, th- I think that's one of the things that really sucks the most about these mega tank efforts yeah. is that you just end up with these teams that have so many picks and young players that guys just start getting like tossed around as, mm-hmm. you know, salary ballast basically. And it's, it just sucks that you have like two years to make your mark on a tanking team or your careers right. in like disarray. Perfect example. We just talked about him. Iggy Brazdigas was awesome as a rookie in Summer League and now is out of the league. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't have been my my first example. But I just but, mean uh... like there's no reason not that that guy shouldn't get more of a chance to be a 13th man on an NBA team but he's been on a bunch of crappy teams with a thousand young players. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was not really put in a (laughs) position to succeed. Uh, Yeah. He had a year on the Knicks, half a year on. Yeah. He's played 42. Uh, No, he was, he's only been on the Knicks half a season on the Sixers where he played one game. And then uh, I think they released him in Orlando got him. Anyway, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's not who I would think of, but no, I uh, just, he was just there. Cause we were talking, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I was um, more, I was more thinking like just basically all those young guys that Oklahoma city puts in trades. Uh huh. You mean all the guys they, yeah, yeah. All the yeah. guys they had to cut this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or anyway, the Rockets had to cut. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm rooting for Marco Fultz. Uh, I don't particularly care for Jonathan Isaac. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, really? Why young. not? <laughs> but uh, you know, he might. It, you know, uh, but you know what? I don't want him to be hurt. Even though I, I don't particularly care for him. You know what? No, I would dude. like him to um quit playing yeah. basketball and I don't know uh run for uh Ron DeSantis's position. <laughs> that would be uh. that would actually rule. Uh, <laughs> And you know what? If he's like a cool basketball, what I don't, I don't really care what Jonathan Isaac thinks. <laughs> like, like he has no effect. He couldn't even get his team to come to his preaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't like, like he couldn't get his coworkers to come. I don't think he's got much of a platform. So hopefully, he's like cool at playing basketball this year. Wow, I'm pro Jonathan Isaac podcast. Let's go. Okay, uh, Joey. Cole Anthony led this team, 21-year-old Cole Anthony, led this team in points and minutes last year. Joey, who do you think will do each of those things this upcoming season? Hmm. Um, I think Terrence Ross is probably going to lead in points. Um. And uh, minutes, it'll be Paolo. <laughs> right? um, I'm going to pick Franz Wagner to lead the team. Oh, in yeah. minutes? Uh, That's good. Minutes. Um, Turnstiles only scored like 10 points a game last year. Though, yeah, but he can put up 50 anytime. That's, I He's mean, done it. I guess you're I guess you're not wrong. Um, 
Yeah, the, the two, you know what I'm going to say for points? It's a, it's a weird one. I think I think this is when they let Wendell Carter Jr. eat. <laughs> there's no there's no one taking his table scraps now. Uh, we should say right off the top, this is a much better uh, magic tanking team than typical magic tanking teams, right? Um, like, um, Bancaro and Wagner rock, right? We like those guys. Uh, I, we sh- I, I still believe in Jalen Suggs. Yeah, same. And um, then um, This team should be really fun. I like Gary Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a... Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, oh, yeah, this is the next question. Joey, Gary Harris celebrated a birthday on September 14th. How old is did Gary Harris turn? I'm going to guess 27. He's 20, he turned 28. Isn't that weird? Doesn't it feel like Gary Harris is 33 years old? <laughs> yeah, but he felt 33 as a 22 year old. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> uh, also, last year, um, pretty good. I thought. Yeah, he was <laughs> he great. He didn't like shoot a lot, but he was shooting threes. He yeah, Gary Harris is a tight, game. dude. Like this might be kind of a tight team, Joey. Yeah. Like you look at the depth chart and you're. The thing is, it, it's they did kind of a a quick and boring rebuild. I would say to a degree, you know, they they tanked their way into getting Ben Carroll, but basically they just kind of like traded their veterans and then let them go. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You're, you're, you're looking at some fun guys about nine deep in fun dudes. I think. Yeah. Fultz, um, Suggs, Wagner, Bencaro. I mean, Cole Anthony as a backup point guard is pretty, is kind of fun. Harris is fun. Isaac can be fun. Bomb is fun. Ross is fun. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, yeah. I don't know how good they are, but, uh, it's like, it just seems like a, I don't know. It depends on what happens with the injured guys coming back, but I like it. I like it. Okay, Joey, our most important. Oh, here's a question. Who is Orlando's oldest player? It's Terrence Ross. It is Terrence Ross. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, 31. Is he 31? Mm-hmm. He's 31 yeah. now. Yeah. Terrence Ross is the oldest player at All age right, 30. Sean, it's the forever se- young. It's the 76th year. No, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Which this is the biggest question. Which magic player is the most into Disney World? Um Chuma Okiki? Yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah. It's um, not Jonathan Isaac. He's boycotting Disney. Right. For, for, for being groomers. Sean, who's the uh signer of the declaration? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, it's the 76th anniversary of the NBA, so for that, Sean has chosen, uh, a signer of the Declaration of Independence for each NBA team. Sean, who are the Orlando Magic? Uh, they are George Walton of Virginia, uh, oh no, sorry, well, I think he's, I guess he's from Georgia. Uh, he was, he was born in Virginia, uh, George Walton of, is there a Walton? His brother's John Walton. John and, Boy, uh, that's his son. This, well, his brother. I'm making. Oh, sorry, oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the Waltons. Me either. Who, I'm guessing. I know John are. Boy oh, okay. was a child. Anyway, keep going. I mean, he was like a young man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do know that. Played by uh, Richard Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, so from he's it. he's from it. Yeah. Okay. 
so George Walton was at one point shot by a musket ball. This just this reminds me of Eric Prince, okay? The <laughs> the dirty blackwater guy. Uh he's he was uh Button Gwinnett's uh one of Button Gwinnett's uh big big adversaries. Uh he just he was just involved in a lot of scams. Uh, there was a big, massive real estate fraud. Uh, it was called the Yazoo land sales controversy, mm-hmm. where basically uh, they're big pieces of like Alabama and Mississippi, and they just basically sold them at extremely low prices for uh, speculators. And uh, he also uh, supported the duel where Brendan Gwinnett was killed. Uh he uh, he just did a lot of shady military things uh, all over the place. So he is George uh, Walton, and uh, uh, that's that's Orlando Magic. Great bad government, Sean. Who's their bad governor? I think uh, we can all guess. It's Eric Prince, founder of Blackwater, uh, Betsy DeVos's brother. Um, so uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, he helped raise money. For uh, a friend and a British ex-spy to collect dirt on Donald Trump's political appointments, um, and he uh, <laughs> he used this also involved uh, the heir to the Gore-Tex fortune. Of course, is that the lady in those commercials? I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, and they basically just had a bunch of spies to infiltrate left-wing groups all over the country. Uh, he's also being investigated for money laundering uh in in conjunction with chinese intelligence so he can uh sell mercenaries in libya mm-hmm. he he's an advocate of total war all the time i think uh over under sean uh for the orlando magic is 26 and a half 26 and a half i think they're going over joey i also think they're going over this is like a 32 win team i think yeah it's not it's not like there's not that bad like <laughs> It's it's uh, I mean, they they really put the tank to it last year, but. And you know what? I hope they get scoot. All right. Um, well, they, I ho- they have a lot of guards. Yeah, but, you know, they choose scoot over those guys and the, all, all, all those guys are uh, two guards in the, the pretending to be ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, all uh, right. Yeah, I mean, Cole Anthony certainly is. Uh, the Washington Wizards last year went 35 and 47. Good for 12th in the NBA in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, their expected win loss was 32 and 50, so they were weirdly three games better. Uh, their offensive rank was 21st. Their defensive rank was 25th. Josh Giddy. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. All right. right. Let's look at what's coming to his team. It's not his team. All right. It's not your team, Josh. Sorry. Okay. So they've added Monty Morris, Will Barton, Todd Gibson, DeLon Wright, and rookies Johnny Davis and Yannick Zosa. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Joachim's dad, right? Yes. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. And uh, who's heading out? Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Thomas Bryant. Raul Neto, I'm not saying his name right. It's uh, Smith. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Josh, lead us into the next segment, please. My team is always staying fresh. All right. Best move, worst move, Sean. 
Get Monty Morris and like, Will Barton. Uh, they're both tight. <laughs> they just really have not. It feels like they haven't had a point guard at all um, since John since Wall. John Wall got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they had Russell Westbrook briefly. <laughs> Don't forget about that, that. Is true. That is true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to. I apologize to Russell Westbrook. I do. Uh, and his family. Do you remember how much it hurts his feelings when they hear about? him calling being called West Brick. Um all right. Um yeah, it's Monte Morris. Monty Morris. Monty Morris is tight, dude. Will Barton's tight. Delon Wright is tight. Mm-hmm. Taj Gibson uh, yeah, yeah, 15th guy. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of fun. Uh the worst move though, drafting Johnny Davis. Not a fan. <laughs> I he just looked I guess he was hurt in summer league, but I just didn't get it because he was playing so much and doing so little. Well, like, he was also doing that in Japan this week, too. Doesn't that feel like the worst sin of a lottery pick yes. in Summer League? Like, even if you're bad, you, you got to, like, take shots. Right. Oh, I really didn't like that. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. Go ahead. Oh, I just said he was a guy, like, fine. And, um... Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right, Sean. Triple threat courts, we're here. All right, here's the questions, buddy. You're going to love these. Um, Okay. Has there ever been another team that consistently wins one major trade every summer and remains completely mediocre? Um, No. Well, yes. No, completely mediocre. Well, yeah. The um the post KG era Danny Ainge Celtics, right? Oh. Yeah, I mean they're pretty good, but yes. Like every individual transaction is one and then it's like that's eh, still not quite. Well, they're the fifth seed. Um uh I mean that's not mediocre, but you know what I mean. Um Sean, yeah, I there were a- like yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I have a question for you about this team that I yeah. wrote. Um has there ever been a worse fit between player and team? Not like the team, but like the general vibe of what the team has always been than Kristaps Porzingis and the Washington Wizards. <laughs> it looks and feels wrong. Am I right when you I watch s- him play? Every time I see the depth chart and he's there, I'm like, oh right. Why? Um I like he doesn't There's just I, nothing I, wizardy about Kristaps Porzingis at no. all. Because because you think of the Wizards and it's like okay, I don't have any memory of Wes Unseld and Elvin Hayes, but it's either like um like a bunch of big dudes, mm-hmm. like where Juwan Howard is playing small forward, you know, or it's like a wacky collection of like run and gun dudes. Yeah. I mean, I generally think of the wizards as, um, cool guys over good basketball. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And a lot of style is, is not cool. He's not stylish. He looks like a goofball. He really looks like a goofball. (laughs) I mean, the only wizard that's close is George Mirasan. (laughs) Well, the only the only thing he fits in now is this weird United Nations General Assembly of a roster that they've constructed now for no reason, like <laughs> that they think that's going to work in in like D.C. is has just been waiting 
for some basketball team to finally put in a Latvian, an Israeli, um, and a Japanese player all at the same time. That's what they've been waiting for. All right. Uh, um, pick one more question you want to ask me, Sean. Okay. Um, why don't you... Wait, wait, one more question? Yeah. Rank these picks based on how much you believe in them. Uh, uh, Rui that. Hachimura, okay. Johnny Davis, Denny Adia, and Corey Kisper. Ooh, uh, that is quite the bench lineup. Johnny Davis That's... is at the bottom. Okay. Um, I think I'm going Denny next. Denny third. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing. I haven't seen a lot uh, to believe in with Denny. Um, he's like for me. It feels like his top end now is Dario Saric. Um, Kispert. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be a star or anything, but he seems like a guy who could be in the NBA for ten years just because uh-huh. he shoots corner threes. Right. And then Rui seems like a pretty good energy big slash wing off the bench for some team someday. Right. Yeah, Chris Chris Gatling made an all star team once. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of them are all stars, but you know. Isn't that crazy that that's uh, four consecutive lottery picks? Yeah. Actually, I guess Kispert might have been like the fifteenth pick, but. It's wild. It's wild to have four lottery picks and just be like, oh, yeah, none of them are starting. It's only been four years. It's it's only year four for mm-hmm. Rui. We can't do this yet. Uh, I never got it with with Denny. So mm-hmm. um, just seemed like they were drafting a guy who was already old. All right. Okay. All right. All right, oh, oh, one, uh, one, one quick question for you, though. Uh, Bradley Beal made it to 10th on the Wizards all-time list of triple doubles. Who's number one, Joey? Uh... Is it John Wall? It is Russell Westbrook by that is a gigantic, gigantic gap between that him and number two. That is so funny. For one season. Yeah. All right. Which signer of the Declaration of Independence is the Wizards, Sean? You know, uh, they're actually George Ross, who was married to Betsy Ross. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he, he was the commi- a me- member of the Committee of Safety. For the Continental Congress. And that feels very Ted Leonsis mm-hmm. to me. Like very just like, yeah, it's safety. That's what we need. And then uh he resigned because of poor health. He's like the most inconsequential person who signed the Declaration of Independence. It's because his wife bought a flight. That's what the wizards feel like to mm-hmm. me in the NBA. <laughs> we brought we brought the the decorations. Uh all right, Sean. Bad government. What has Ted Leonsis done? Uh, in 2004, he attacked a fan at a Washington Capitals game. I mean, that's kind of cool, though, right? <laughs> yeah, he invited him to the luxury box. He got a pretty big fine. Uh, anyway, it's not clear if he yelled, get in the pit first. So. Well, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, his big crime is not reuniting Fugazi like he promised. Yeah. What, what the hell, dude? It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, all right. Uh, Sean, over under 35 and a half. What do you think? I mean, it's weird. It- they're going over. I hate this team, but they're going over 35 and a half. I'm taking the under. Um, oh, okay. I think uh, Bradley Beal stinks. I think Chris Tapps Porzingis is going to be hurt, and that means Kyle Kuzma is their best offensive player. Yeah. Um, and he was pretty good last year. We didn't mention him at all, but, you know, um, I don't think that's good enough to make the playoffs. All right, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. 
Last year went 43 and 39, good for 10th in the uh, Eastern Conference. They were 42. I expected win loss was 42 and 40, so they were one game better. Ninth in offense, 23rd in defense. Josh Giddy. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. All right, uh, coming to the Charlotte Hornets, they've got two rookies. It's Mark Williams and Bryce McGowan. That sounds like a man I went to high school with. Bryce McGowan. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I actually did not want the Warriors to draft him, but not at 28. Uh, But he was the 40th pick. I think he's actually kind of cool. He's like a really skinny six seven guy who shoots threes, basically. All right, Sean. What uh, what big pint glasses of Sincoro tequila are leaving this team? We're leaving um, r- r- uh, exonerated Montres Harrell, uh, Dirtbag Miles Bridges, and Isaiah Thomas. Uh oh, wait. You said his name. Um, never mind. Can't find that drop. Oh wait, there it is. What kind of guy is Isaiah Thomas? He's quick, fiery, and determined. And I'm a pizza guy. All right. Um. <laughs> one of the truly great NBA athlete local commercials. It's the greatest one. He's um, a pizza guy. <laughs> My team is always staying fresh. All right, Sean. What was their best move and the worst move? Um, I think it was taking Bryce McGowan to number forty. God, what a what a weird move! They didn't make a lot of moves, Joey. Their best move was not signing Miles Bridges, and they better keep not signing Miles Bridges. Yeah, I I was just worried they were just going to sign Miles Bridges. Yes, same. <laughs> so thank you for not doing that, uh, and keep not doing that, Mitch Kupchak. Uh-huh. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right, Sean, all right. what are uh, your questions? How soon does this team send Steve Clifford back to the hospital? I mean, he and LaMelo are a weird fit together, man. Mm-hmm. Like, LaMelo just seems specifically built to give a guy like Steve Clifford a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, he was this stressed out. I mean, like, what's the best a Steve Clifford team has done? Like, sixth in the East mm-hmm. when the East is bad? And that was sending him to the hospital. Yeah. I, I'm i wor- I'm worried about him, especially because it didn't really seem like he was looking for a coaching job until but, Kenny yeah. Atkinson turned down <laughs> this job. So I'm like, oh, is he ready? I'm worried about him. It's like, it's like when my dad tries to, like, get up on a ladder and hang Christmas lights. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is this even worth it, dude? Um, yeah, I think, I think he makes it a year and then says it's not good for his health. Uh, Yeah. All right. That's a sad answer, but yeah. (laughs) No, you know what? I'm not going to give a sad answer. Steve Clifford's going to live forever. He's going to be fine. All right. Keep going. That's a good answer. I like that. Okay. uh, They traded the number 13 pick for a Denver uh, number one pick in 2023 and four second rounders. Joey, is this the most house for a paperclip ass trade of the year? I mean, it's got to be right. Yeah, uh. Uh, I I had a theory that um, so one of the picks in the first round was what they received from the Pelicans in the Devonte Graham trade. Mm-hmm. 
And I was wondering if it was just the universe correcting and saying it's it's just not right that he was traded for a first round pick. We're going to retroactively <laughs> turn that into four second round picks to to even things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, weird, weird trade. Yeah. Just really, really a weird decision. All right, Sean, but, one more question. OK, uh, OK. All of these teams, good players besides LaMelo Ball are constantly on the trading block. Um, if they don't think they have the right team around LaMelo, what should they be trying to put next to him? Um, I mean, they should be trying to put next to him a power forward who is really athletic and good at shooting threes, but who is not the biggest piece of shit in the world. Oh, yeah, that's a really yeah. good point, Joey. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Um, uh, also, I think they should not, they should be trying to put next to him um, a Boston backup point guard <laughs> who sells merch and has a Barstool Sports podcast. Oh, God, that's the scream and defying the sacred copper, copyright of Miramax Pictures <laughs> with his Scary Terry logo. Um, all right, uh, Sean, which signer of the Declaration of Independence is uh, is this team? This team's owned by uh, Michael Jordan. The Michael Jordan of the Declaration of Independence was Thomas Jefferson, Joey. He Didn't could do it all. Give Thomas Jefferson out, though. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I could have sworn we did, but uh, um, are you sure Thomas Jefferson's the the Michael Jordan of the Declaration of Independence? Yeah, dude. He wrote it. He did it all. He yeah, I guess superstar. Ben Franklin is the Charles Barkley. Because I, I was going to say, but Ben Franklin's the best one. But then I was like, no, he's the Charles Barkley of the Declaration of Independence. Well, also, it, I mean, he he literally wrote the Declaration <laughs> sure. of Independence. Sure, so that's sure. what I'm saying. Just like Michael Jordan created modern yeah, basketball. Yeah, Michael Jordan invented basketball. All right, bad government, yeah. Sean. What is something? Actually, I think Ben Franklin's the Larry Bird of, okay, of the enough, Founding Fathers. <laughs> Uh, okay. Sorry. What? Where? where I got. I got uh, caught up in government. that. Oh, bad What's government. What's the worst, worst thing Michael Jordan's ever done? Oh, he uh, he once punched Steve Kerr because Kerr was acting uppity about his new eight hundred thousand dollar a year contract. <laughs> um. All right, Sean. Over under thirty six and a half. Uh, I'm going over at least for next year. I don't know about the future of this team, but uh, Steve Clifford plus a team that already had a pretty good offense. Like, I I don't think they're going to be great. I just think they'll win 40 games. Uh, I'm taking the hard under. (laughs) (laughs) Their best player. I mean, their second best player. They just couldn't replace because he was a, a creep. Uh, like he was easily their second best player last year, maybe their best player. And it's just, they did the right thing. That's all I'm saying. And they're going to, they're to make up for it. Adam Silver is going to give them Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> all right. Sean, the Atlanta Hawks, they went 43 and 39. Good for ninth in the East. They lost to Miami in round one. Uh, their expected win-loss total, 45-37. and 37. So they were actually two games worse than they should have been. They were second in offense, 26th in defense. 
Josh Giddy. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. All right, Sean. Tell Josh Giddy what's coming to not his team. Yeah, look, it's not your team, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Um, what's happened? What's coming to this team? It's Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. They also added Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday, Frank the Tank Kaminsky, Vic Krejci, and they uh, they drafted rookie AJ Griffin out of Duke and Tyrese Martin. And I didn't look up where he was from. Doesn't matter. Uh, well, who's heading out though? These General Shermans, uh, Kevin Herter, Sharif Cooper, Gorgie Jiang, Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Knox, Jock Landale, and DeLon Wright. A lot of turnover for this team. Well, uh, Dr. Giddy, walk us to our next step. My team is always staying fresh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sean, best move, worst move. Um, All right, well, I, I mean, I... I guess I would say that uh, the best move was getting DeJounte Murray. Um, is it? Well, I just feel like this is the team that needed to. Okay. I'm going to say that this was not working. They were one of the best offenses and one of the worst defenses. They were the worst defense that was actually trying last year. <laughs> um And at a certain point, they had a roster that's like, yeah, this is like 12 NBA players. Uh, I I mean, I will I will amend this when I talk about the worst move, but um, uh, it's. I I, I mean, I think they needed to make a move for somebody Mm -hmm. and this seems like it makes a little more sense than if they'd tried to make a move for like Rudy Gobert. Instead, I mean, like I would get that Gobert move too, but they already have Swiss Gobert. You know what I mean? Like, is Clint Capella that much different? I don't um, know if he is. I mean, he's, I mean, he's much no, worse he's... at defense, like much worse. Like Rudy Gobert gets you like a top fifteen defense, right, or top ten defense, like automatically, right? No, I mean maybe Clint Capella is just not as good as I kind of thought, but. Um, I mean, isn't Clint Capella's thing that he's really good at offense and his defense is fine? Like, I honestly don't really know. I kind of had thought he was good at defense because he was such a, like, last line of defense uh, in Houston. But that may have been sort of like a schemey Yeah, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but my take on him i thought he was like deandre jordan where it was like people think he's good at defense because he blocks a lot of shots but actually mm-hmm. his offense is what makes him a good nba player i mean he's his so offense, good at rolling and I mean, catching mobs. i mean the advanced stats just love him across the board yeah. uh he has insane uh advanced offensive numbers but uh yeah i don't really I don't, I don't know. But any, anyway, I, just I mean, I'm think... not advocating they trade for Rudy. Gobert. No, no, no. no but, but... Weirdly defending Rudy Gobert for some reason. I don't, I, something anyway. I've done several times in these previews. Yeah. I guess he's my new favorite player. Well, um... <laughs> I just I was just I, I did not even really mean Rudy Gobert. I was just thinking of some star that got traded. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, all I was trying to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And obviously Donovan Mitchell didn't like th- this is 
this seems like it was the star who was available who fit their needs. Sure. And this was a team that, uh, you know, probably needed to make one of those consolidation trades after, you know, they, they've, they've been, they were very patient with the team. They made a couple free agent signings, but none of them were like crazy. You know what I mean? They got Bogdanovich and Gallinari as free agents. And I guess they traded for Capella, (laughs) Um, but and anyway, uh, this was a team that needed to make a move like this. This seems Dejounte Murray seems like it was like the possible move on the table for them. Mm-hmm. And um, also, not to get too dunked on about this, but Dejounte Murray is an interesting guy to trade for because there's like no way to extend him because the cap is going to go way up before he becomes a free agent in 2024. Mm-hmm. So you you have like just locked into two years of, well, let's see how this goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still, though, now the, uh, like, the John Collins problem, right? Is he still just going to be perpetually in trade rumors? <laughs> I mean, that kind of seems like that's how the NBA is. Oh, uh, what do you... So my, my worst move... Oh, though, I should give mine, though. Best move yeah. is, yeah. of course, look, anytime you can get the two shitty holidays, you got to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I want... I, I think that I've suggested this for twins. You should get an incentive to keep... <clears throat> wins together on a roster. I don't know why that was so emotional. I'm going to just say that Are you again. Crying? <laughs> My God. Uh, yeah, I think I think brothers and twins. Like you should either get like a free roster spot or some some kind of incentive. Like it's crazy that the Martin twins aren't on the same team yes. and the Morris twins aren't on the same team. The Lopez's should be on the same team. Mm-hmm. So. Weirdly, Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday both playing on their second NBA franchise together is so weird, but I really support it. Um, all right, I think we're not- the worst brothers. Yeah, what's yeah. your worst move? I think we have the same one, right? It's trading Kevin Herter to save yeah. money, even For though money. he was like the third best player on their um Eastern Conference Finals team two years ago. Uh, I am I am less into that particular okay, sure. aspect of Kevin Herter, but uh, I just I mean, uh, but no, he's like I don't know what's what's the downside. So they get a first, so they got a future first round pick. Great, like, yeah, uh, like uh, a protected. The one that's lottery protected for three years. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> wow, you're going to trade Kevin Herter for, you know, what? I don't know. What's what's that going to be? The 15th pick in the draft? Maybe the 12th pick in the draft yeah. at best? I mean, it's still the Kings, but uh, you don't have any upside. Like the Kings are going to finish between. It's going to be even in the best case scenario for the Kings, that's like the 16th pick and the worst case scenario is like 10. Like, congratulations. Well, and already and you they had that to... in like two years. And no, already... no, not even that. It's like, it, yeah. Already they had to sell off all these guys to make DeJounte Murray uh, because they were, they didn't want to pay them all. Like, it's like a weird treadmill now where it's like, oh, more picks, more guys to wave right. or give away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they've they've already they've already 
ended up in that problem that we talked about with Oklahoma City and Houston, where you just like, it's, I don't know if it's too hard to like turn a pick into a pick two years later or something, or it's just, yeah, it's hard to make a trade, but, but yeah, like at this point, do it, it feels like DeJounte Murray should be the piece that you're adding to Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. And if, if you might, if you don't get a Sacramento Kings pick four years from now, that's like <laughs> the 13th pick in the draft. How about you keep Kevin Herter for the two yeah. years when you have to convince DeJounte Murray? Like, it's like, just, it, it was a very frustrating trade. Bogdanovich is hurt a lot. Like, they still need a guy to hit corner three-pointers, especially, like, DeJounte Murray isn't the best shooter in the world, you know? Yeah, um, no, and I mean, I'm, I don't have anything against DeJounte Murray. I think he's a really good player. He'll be fun to watch. He's very good on defense. But yeah, he's a 33% three-point shooter. I just don't understand why... Like, if you're getting DeJounte Murray is a win now move, yeah, but then trading Kevin Herter, I just feel like you're, (laughs) you're like, you're just not getting that much benefit. I I understand, like, they want to let Jalen Johnson play, and that's why it made sense. Like, okay, they didn't really have any interest in Mo Harkless. I can understand Danilo Gallinari was gonna go, well, he they didn't really have him any, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, that was a natural thing. Herter is like. Just keep him. You got him on a cheap contract. It's classic Especially, cheap guy shit. It is cheap guy shit because now your backup at the wings is Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's already listed it day to day. And then who's great, by the way, yeah, and yeah. also fits with Herder if you wanted to rest both your guards at the same time. Anyway, but also they <laughs> yeah they've got these you know they they have they basically drafted two small forwards from Duke. In consecutive years. Um, and, you know, like, like I'm not saying A.J. Griffin could turn out to be good. Jalen Johnson could turn out to be good. Why not just keep Kevin Herter for one more year? Yeah. That trade's not going to be available. He doesn't really make that much money. Yeah. It, just, it was very frustrating. And now they are, congratulations, you're under the luxury tax. And Frank Kaminsky is your backup power forward. Great job. <laughs> well, isn't Jalen Johnson actually a power forward? Um, yeah, he's the one that's actually listed ahead of him. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, so I just, I just didn't like that. Like, keep Herter. You like him. He's playing hard for your team. Like, yeah. you he, literally extended him last summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, so now it's like, well, DeJounte Murray's now the shooting guard. Congratulations. But now, I don't know. You've like, you've like really improved yourself for. 10 minutes worth of game action. Does Travis Schlenk just have like insane buyer's remorse? I I feel like he he keeps signing these guys to these deals and then immediately trying to trade them. Yeah. I mean, John Collins (laughs) is already on the block who also like, wouldn't you just think like, let's add DeJounte Murray. This team went to the conference finals two years ago. Admittedly, it wasn't the greatest conference finals you've ever seen, but like just wait a year. Hey, Kevin Herter, one more season. <laughs> oh, it was so frustrating. I mean, good good job, Kings, but I, I it really just didn't get it. I mean, I get it, but I just definitely do not agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All 
All right. Um, I mean, because it also sort of feels like the Cam Reddish trade was buyer's remorse. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Josh Giddy. Um, <laughs> Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right, Sean. Hit me with these questions. All right, Joey. Um, this team is unreasonably bad at defense. Uh, my my two part question is: Why is this team so bad on defense? And can w- will Dejounte Murray solve that? Uh, this team is so bad at defense because Trey Young is like five nine and uh, slow, <laughs> mm-hmm. and also like weighs less than me. Um, <laughs> Um, and can Murray solve that? I mean, he can make it slightly better. I don't think they're going to be. I I think maybe they can be an average defense, but I don't think we're looking at like he's not going to jump them from 26 to seven. No, but I think this team, if they're still a good offense and they're just like a mediocre defense, that's really good. But yeah, Trey Young weighs like 160 pounds. That might yeah. just be like, because we talk about small guards and stuff, but like Steph Curry is massive compared to this guy. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> I still don't understand why, like, so, so in theory, we've got three guys in the starting lineup who at least at some point have been considered very good defenders or at least good defenders. Yeah. And a Kongwu is, should be awesome at defense. Right. And um, Aaron holiday is also a def- good defensive guard. So, is he? but it just, it just mm. feels like, I mean, that's like his, I think I that's his rep. Yeah. <laughs> because his last name is holiday, I guess. Um, well, Justin's kind of <laughs> went the other direction. But. Um, I mean, speaking of cheaping out here, like, uh, why not keep DeLon right if you're worried about defense anyway, instead of a holiday? Anyway, whatever. Um, Look, I can't I can't credit them for adding the brothers and then not. But yeah, DeLon Wright seemed like he would also be addressing this problem. They (laughs) clearly believe they had. Um, Um, And like DeAndre Hunter's supposed to be good at defense. That's what I'm I'm saying. Like like that was they picked him fourth because of his defense. Well, I mean, John Collins though and Trey Young are the problem, right? Like, I mean, it just shouldn't be this bad, is what I'm saying. So it's gotta be. So I don't know if they just like don't run back if it's an if it's a an after effect of like Trey Young taking really crazy long threes. Uh, but the D, but the offense was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if he solves it. I said, I don't really understand why it's this bad because it almost feels like they're going to have to build, uh, basically like an Iverson team around Trey Young, right? Where it's just like the best defender we can find at every single position, yeah, aside from him. And maybe these guys can shoot threes. But uh, you know who who was a pretty good defender who could uh, also shoot threes, Joey? Who? Kevin Hearn. Yeah. Kevin Hearn. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Sean, what's okay. your next question? Okay, Clint Capella, Dennis Schroeder. Who is the next Atlanta Hawk with a weird dye job in his hair? Oh, great question. Um, let me look at some faces here. Um, yeah. Just a weird patch of color. I mean. You don't really understand why. Oh, it's Jalen Johnson. 
Jalen Johnson's hair in this photo I'm looking at is uh large. It's it would be perfect for a for a uh for a, a streak of uh orange. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh one more question from mm-hmm. the triple threat position. The Hawks are down two in the final minute of a game seven, or let's be honest, uh the seven eight plan game. Mm-hmm. What do you want? sir foster to start playing well sean i'm glad you asked me this because i have the answer um and it is the song i don't see how there isn't another like this is the only answer i feel like um and that is uh this That's right. Pump it up by Joe Budden, baby. (laughs) Right? Is there another answer? Do you have a different answer? It's the correct answer is pump it up by Joe Budden. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of thinking um, they could also play Skilo's I Wish. That's well. You went with the joke answer. I went with the correct answer. Um, hey, look, look, Joe Budden. We don't want any smoke on the podcast yeah. with you. Um, uh, all right, Sean. Who is the signer of the the which? Who? Why did I? My have I? Ugh. Sean. Which signer yes. of the Declaration of Independence are the Atlanta Hawks? Is the Atlanta Hawks? Is the Atlanta Hawks? It is Carter Braxton. That's um, not King that's Queen. not a person who signed the Declaration of Independence. That's the guy who, st- uh, who started in I am number four. Unbreak my- <laughs> 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 uh, that, that's one yeah. thing. Um, I believe I believe this was uh, a metaphor for for uh trey young's career on draft day mm-hmm. uh carter braxton was born on september 10th 1736 but but uh re- wrongly reported dead along with his mother who died um, right after he was born i'm sorry sean could you pause for a second you said you believe i believe the defending nba champ should wear championship belts to every game i believe that kanye is a genius it's just that he knows it and that's the problem I believe we should ban the DH, long putters, extra points, the NIT, and pickoff throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four-point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. I- All right. <laughs> played it a uh, little longer that time because I uh, I haven't played it in a while and forgot where the soup is the perfect food yeah, part was. that's all right. That's all right. Um, okay, so basically Carter Braxton... Um, his dad married the daughter of a really rich guy, and then he married the daughter of a really rich heir. The he he married an heiress, and then she died in childbirth, and then he married another heiress. And but then the he reason- went on to own the Denver Nuggets and Arsenal, yeah, went- right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I consider this guy to be. I consider this guy to be like the Atlanta Hawks because he has amassed a lot of wealth. He did a lot of shady stuff. He was a giant slave trader. Uh, he was pretty sympathetic to the British. Uh, and then he, he, you know, he 
part of the his contributions to the revolution was just uh, funding piracy. And that's this is this is a really, really big Epstein team. And that's what I feel like. Uh, and then he um, forced uh, another founding father, Robert Morris, into bankruptcy. Hmm. Yeah, because of war debts that he came really hard on. Anyway, Wait, Robert giant... Morris from Mad Men? Uh-huh. The guy who was in... <laughs> well, you probably know Robert Morris from uh, the 1 versus 16... Uh, NCAA tournament <laughs> game where Robert Morris <laughs> University is uh, right there. Uh, also, his his um, his he's the founding father with the most descendants because he had like eighteen kids and they all grew up to be a uh, great big racist too. Mm-hmm, of course, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, bad government, Sean. Who? Uh, what's the bad governor uh, behavior here? And again, I haven't said this yet this episode. Stop calling them governors. They want to be called owners. And we should uh, make sure to point out how gross they are. Every Pick the grossest possible word to describe them at any possible. And we are going to we are going to get into this uh, next episode because we have a great reader call about this. That's right. Um, So. Okay, this is something that one of the governors has done. Uh, do you remember when uh, the Danny Ferry scandal broke, Joey? I do. Uh, he said some racist things about Luol Deng for he no did. reason. He did. He said Luol Deng had some African in him. Well, he and, also uh, claimed he was just reading it off the prompter like Ron Burgundy. Um, right. Yeah. But, but um, it wasn't like audio leak about this this right. was in an internal hawks thing and actually what happened was uh this one owner um had a plan to sell a third of the team's shares for some certain amount of money and while that was still pending um the the donald sterling story broke and it was mm-hmm. it was very scandalous but also the clippers sold for two billion dollars mm-hmm. and the guy realized I am selling my stake for too little money. Mm-hmm. So mysteriously, this two-year-old email complaining about Danny Ferry saying that from this minority owner magically turned up. And then the guy indignantly insisted on selling his entire stake, which he did for like four times what he was going to sell it for before that. So great. it was- What's his name? In, <laughs> this guy's name is yeah. Eason. Okay, great. I just wanted to make sure you <laughs> name and shame him. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on, let me, let me, let me get you his name. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get you that name as we continue. So. Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Sean. Right, over it under. It's okay. Um, yeah. you're good. Um, over under. Um, why am I, why can't I find the doc all of a sudden? Um, now I'm having problems. Uh, over under 46 and a half. Ooh, uh, I'm going under. I don't believe in this team at all. Yeah, I'm also taking the under. Which is funny, because we were like, we're high on the Pistons. And (laughs) they don't have anyone as good as Trey Young. But, um, I'm also taking the under. I don't like the fit. I think they're going to fire Nate McMillan too. And I just don't think you can do that uh, 
firing coach like rocket launcher thing more than once every five years. <laughs> well, and it also only um, works with Nate McMillan. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, the, this sorry. Let me let me circle back. This guy's name is Michael Guerin Jr. Okay, great. And basically, um, he was part of the push to deal with the emails two years later. Again, after he realized that he was selling his shares way mm-hmm. too cheap. Uh, he basically never reacted at the time. He never warned anything. Mm-hmm. And then he he didn't make a cautionary warning. He did hate Danny Ferry, though, mm-hmm. because... Well, I mean, who Danny, doesn't? <laughs> well, Danny Ferry only had to report to the majority owners, so uh-huh. he didn't have to do that. And then... Um, he got really he got really mad when Danny Ferry tried to fire the team trainers. And then he decided that Danny Ferry was a bully and he disrespected Dominique Wilkins. You know, I think he's not wrong about yeah, all these things. I think he's not wrong, probably too, but uh Yeah. And anyway, he made like hundreds of millions of dollars more by pretending to be outraged by something he completely ignored. Mm-hmm. But he did hate Danny Ferry, so he's not all bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean, the Miami Heat, 53-29. and 29. Uh, I don't have an expected win-loss for them. Oh, That's okay. Yeah. I'm sure it was lower than 53 because this team always does that. Um, uh, it was it was it was exactly 53 oh, 29. So they, they were right on their number. Yeah. 10th in offense, fifth in defense. Uh, my friend, Josh Giddy, take it away. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. Sean, what's coming to their team this year? Uh, rookie Nikola Jovic. That's it? They didn't I think sign that's anybody? It. I don't think so. That's crazy. Isn't um, that they weird? always <laughs> sign somebody. That's weird. They pull um, some kind of rabbit out of their hats. Um, uh, no, as far as I can tell, it's just... Oh, I'm sorry. They no, no. They didn't add any free agents, and they didn't trade for anybody. Weird. Uh, who's leaving though? What fat uh, asses are leaving? <laughs> it's uh, who Marquise missed pancakes? PJ Tucker. Oh, okay, it was PJ Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> PJ Tucker. You're not allowed to eat pancakes there. There was no way for them to keep him. Uh, I got to say, PJ Tucker was very good for them last year. I did not expect that to be the case. He was extremely, extremely mm-hmm. good for them. Uh, how was Markeith Morris for them last year? He didn't really play. And, no, uh, was Nikola him. Jokic. In fact, once they once they drafted Nikola Jovic, that was it. Yeah. Keith was out. Name was too close to that bully <laughs> who hit him back. All right, and my team is always staying fresh. All right, Sean. Best move, worst move. <sighs> They, they kind of didn't make any moves, Joey. I guess Nikola Jovic could be cool. I mean, okay, this is, we'll get into this. They uh, did make a the move next round. last week or three days ago. Oh, what did they do? They signed Tyler Hero for $32 million. Oh, that's a year. right. Yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> hadn't listed those. Uh, I don't know if that's my favorite move that they made. Um, um I, I mean, I. Yeah, no, that's not great. <laughs> I mean, I guess letting Markeith Morris go is okay, except he's going to go to a different team in the East, and like 
the Morrises feed on vengeance. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I guess Nikola Jovich that by default. Um, no, I know what uh, move I liked. I think their best move was signing Victor Oladipo for $8 million. Oh, bringing him back, yeah. Yeah, because he was pretty good in the playoffs, and like $8 million, $8 million now, yeah. and you're paying, you're, you're paying a combined 60 for the white guys. Like. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good move. That's a good move. Um, I mean, he's not Victor Oladipo anymore, but he's... You know, not paying uh, Duncan Robinson, what, $20 million and Tyler Hero, 32. Um, yeah. Uh, they brought back Caleb Martin as well. Yeah, well, I, you know me. I don't like the Martin twins. Well, you don't like either one, right? I do not like either one, no. Um, what if they were, do you like them better separate or on the same team? I mean, I'd like them more on the same team, I guess. Yeah, it's but, a little more interesting, at least. Um, I mean, I like the fact that they're paying Max Screws a million dollars again, but that's a last year move. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, they they did they extended uh, Caleb Martin three years for twenty million Jimmy, mm-hmm. in this this summer. Wow, what a move! That's kind of feels like a lot of money for. Caleb Martin, I'm going to be honest, but I'm supposed to like him because I'm an NBA nerd, I guess. I don't um, know, man. Sean, how much money do you think Omer Yurt 7 is making this year? Uh, Like $850,000? Uh, I don't know, what's the minimum? He is making $1.7 million. $1.7 million, okay. Yeah. Is that the minimum? That might be the minimum now. It's probably the minimum, right? Um, He's kind of, okay. um i mean i he was he's like one of the most incredible summer league players i've ever seen so i can't really hate um look he's probably gonna be awesome next year like because he was sort of good this year and it's Uh the second year they're in the heat system where it's like oh this guy is like a borderline all-star now for some reason (laughs) yeah they like had his eyelids propped open and they were just giving him drugs that made him want to throw up if he saw a picture of a donut. (laughs) He's apparently competing for a starting job. What, with Bam out of bio? Well, like with Bam playing power forward. They, Duncan Robinson's listed as the power forward on the depth chart. I don't think he's going to be starting this year, Joey. (laughs) Isn't Jimmy Butler really their, both their power forward and their point guard? I mean, I don't think he's their point. Well, kind of. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> there's got to be five guys starting. So I think they were like, we'd rather play Bam at power forward than Duncan Robinson at small forward, maybe. I don't know. I mean, based on the playoffs last year, they'd rather not play Duncan Robinson at all. Woo! All right. Uh, Josh. Let's Kitty. hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right. Now, Kyle Lowry notably did not take the bait when Pat Riley was calling him fat this Mm -hmm. summer. Do you think Kyle Lowry agreed to the classic Miami Heat shirtless photo shoot, the before and after that they use for iPad body shaming? Um, Wait, ask that again. Uh, Oh, did he agree to it? Um, Yeah. No. 
Uh, I bet, in fact, he did agree to it, only he turned his ass like that, uh, that one photo that, uh, Craig Dudebro used to share. <laughs> uh do you think do you think the body shaming era is breaking down now no absolutely not absolutely not um because a kyle lowry's body is positive we're pro kyle lowry's body on this podcast and um yeah uh i don't know what else to say sean what's next (laughs) okay okay um the, the Heat made a frantic comeback in Game 7 against the Boston Celtics only for Jimmy Butler to pull up and uh, miss a three-pointer with seconds left. If Mark Wahlberg was there, Joey, would Jimmy Butler's last possession have gone down like that? Uh, yes, it would have been worse because I've <laughs> seen the basketball diaries and I know he looks at the ball when he dribbles. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay. Now, uh, what I will say is if Duncan Robinson was there, the one they signed to the contract, instead of the podcasting guy, that last possession might have uh, not gone down like that. Because hmm. <laughs> maybe Robinson. the 13% three-point shooter wouldn't have been shooting that shot. Look, I loved him <laughs> taking that shot. It, it, you, I thought it was going die. in. I really thought it was going in. That was yeah. I forgot how exciting that was. What a good game. I watched that at like 4 a.m. in an airport lounge <laughs> in Qatar, and I was the only one who was paying any attention or cared. And there was a sport I literally could not understand playing on the big TV. <laughs> um, okay, Joey, who is the 26-year-old undrafted free agent that the Miami Heat will find who will crack the starting lineup this season? Um, I mean, we can't know. We can't know. I he, think he, I do know, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's that guy Haywood Highsmith. Ooh. I mean, what a name! Look, that's that's why I'm picking him. Haywood Ooh, Highsmith he's... is a name that is too good to be true. Six seven. Oh yeah, yeah. He's ooh. He's turning twenty six in December, Joe. Yeah, I know. He's six seven. 220 he's gonna get that down to 210 yeah. running those wind sprints yeah you're right he's the he's gonna knock yeah Omar, he was on Omar two Yurt 10 days seven. with them last year and now and then signed a contract yeah so here's a question joey miami's amazing at discovering these free guys yeah should they stop then extending them at huge money right after that Wait, Sean, can I read you a headline from two weeks ago from Heat Nation? Uh Miami Heat Insider says he has, quote unquote, sneaking suspicion team will try to maximize Haywood Highsmith. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, (laughs) Haywood Highsmith, on your upcoming four year, $68 million. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, but yes, they should stop extending these guys uh, for sure. <laughs> All right, Sean, which signer of the Declaration of Independence is are the Miami Heat? Um, this guy is named John Hart. He's from New Jersey, and uh, mainly I picked this because uh, he uh, <laughs> he. Um, he had to hide in the Sourland Mountains. Okay. And uh, 
And then uh, he let George Washington camp on his farm with his army with 12,000 people. Um, And then he died because he was basically like starving for two years because the people were eating his food and he had a gravel. He died of gravel, which is uh, what they used to call kidney stones. And uh, that that makes me feel like that's like a Miami Heat diet. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a Steny Hoyer's ancestor. <laughs> um, also, uh, his uh, his great, 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 great grandson would uh, later tragically die uh, uh, falling into a WWE ring. All right. Um, <laughs> bad government, Sean. What has the cruise ship man done? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is um, this is this is uh, I mean, besides I was, give thousands of people dysentery and not yeah. let them off the ship. Uh, well, this is actually the new. So he he's been fined a lot for stuff. Uh, he had to. He almost was found in fed contempt of federal court because they had to approve. Okay. Carnival Princess Cruise Line, sorry, Mm -hmm. Carnival Cruise subsidiary Princess Cruise Lines Mm -hmm. has been on probation for years because they keep dumping oily wastewater into the sea. Great. And they've pled guilty to this. Even though they've been on probation, on five years of probation, they they have now been charged. Okay, so they agreed to the five years probation in 2019. Last year, they had to plead guilty to a probation violation. This year, they also uh, pled guilty to the probation violation, and they almost sent him to jail before he would accept this one. Um, they uh, also, also his, um, his, uh, is his brother, oh, no, no, the other guy in the company. Uh, so when this was already happened, uh, Mickey Harrison's worth $7 billion, by the way, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, they had to pay... Basically, they have they have now been fined like seventy million dollars since twenty seventeen for dumping oily wastewater. However, he has been invited to join Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made it to that joke. Uh, what I was going to say is Princess Cruise Lines. That sounds both sarcastic and reductive. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go on a cruise, princess? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Sean, over under 53 and 29. Wait. Oh. Over under. What is there over under? I don't have that. Oh, oh, it's not listed there. Sorry. Jeez. That's okay. Over under is 50.5 wins. Okay, 50 and a half. Something's got to give here. I'm taking the under, weirdly. I mean, I get it. It's close. Like, Jimmy Butler could get hurt for a month, and I feel like they're in, like, a huge amount of trouble. But I'm still going over. I just think this team probably should have... I just think this team, like, without everybody being hurt, was, like, one shot away from going to the finals last year. Mm Mm-hmm. With Jimmy Butler, like, limping around, Kyle Lowry not able to play. Tyler Hero was hurt. Like, I mean, they don't have P.J. Tucker anymore, but I just, I don't know. I just think they're they're going to be very good. I mean, it's all going to depend on how good Haywood Highsmith is, right? That's true. He's, <laughs> he's the X Factor. 
that's that's all we can do. Yeah. Um, Sean, that's our yeah. episode. Ah, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice, bro. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Perhaps some writing, oh, some yes. some video Go- work, some comedy Go- work. Golden State of Mind, uh, TikTok at Sean Michael Keen, uh, Yard Barker's NBA page. Also, I will be at the Verity Club on Wednesday. Um, oh, damn it. Wednesday, October 12th. And I'll be in Healdsburg on uh, Thursday, October 13th. Great. And I'm performing a wedding on next Saturday, but, you know, you guys. Am I invited to that? Yeah, you could probably come, yeah. Um, how was the bachelor party for that? You know, I, I did not attend, but it, it, uh, I, I think it was, okay. fiery. it was great. It was great, right? It was uh, great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I will be on <laughs> the game show networks, the people puzzler on yes. October 27th. Oh my gosh, Joey. I'm not allowed to say what happened. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But something did happen. Um, All right, that well, is the that is the game show based on the People it, Magazine crossword puzzle mm-hmm, <laughs> hosted by in. Leah Remini. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big show. It's tough. Yeah. Um. And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where. I haven't really tweeted anything new in a long time. I've been using Instagram a lot more, and that's upsetting to me. That Get sucks. back to tweeting. Do it. Tweet. Um. <laughs> Don't abandon your people, buddy. Uh, but let's read an oldie. An oldie and a goodie. Um, one of my favorites. I think this one might be my favorite, actually. On 3-10-2015, I tweeted, Why does it take me drinking half a glass of something before I realize it's gone bad? Mold should be easier to sense. Iced tea goes bad? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, Trust the process. Oh wait! No, oh, did you write oh, a song? Did you write did. a song? We're gonna we're gonna have a rerun of a song that I uh, wrote with the weekend about Jimmy Butler. Oh, what's it's it called, titled? It's called "I Can't Give Big Face an IOU." Okay, great. Um, <laughs> stats playing under us right now. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Look. Just because you're right doesn't mean you get to call people bitch and then punch them in the face. And I know he'll have the best of beans at least before they're gone. And I know he'll open up at three, he works out until dawn. And I know he needs a caffeine fix to keep up with the LeBron. This I know, this I know. She don't need to order a mocha. She don't want an Americano. He don't serve me tea with tapioca. Don't even give freebies to bear my duck back. Oh, I can't give Big Face an IOU. It's cash only. It's cash only. Whoa, I can't give Big Face an IOU. It's cash only. 
cash only. And I know he knows celebrities, he's friends with Marky Mark. And I know he's got the weight room keys to get swole when it's dark. And I know he hates that Daniel has got busted by a nut. This I know, girl, this I know. If you are ready, it's twenty. Same price as a latte with no phone. If she wants the sugar, he's got plenty. But don't try to pay him with a mouth. Oh, oh, I can't give big face an IOU. It's cash only. It's cash only. Oh. I can't give big face and I only I can't give big face. It's cash only. It's cash only. It's cash only. I can't give big face. I can't give big face and I only It's cash only. It's cash only. I can't give big face and I only It's cash only. She don't need to order a mocha. She don't want an Americano. He don't serve up tea with tapioca. Don't even give freebies to Bamata. Oh! Ooh. I can't give big face an IOU. It's cash only. It's cash only. I can't give big face and I owe you. It's cash only. It's cash only. Oh, I can't give big face and I owe you. It's cash only. It's cash only. It's cash only. I can't give big face and I owe you. It's cash only. It's cash only. It's cash only. Oh. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.